This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and you are listening to the seventh episode of season three. So today's episode of the show is actually going to be the last episode of season three and because it's the last episode of this season I wanted to do something super fun and for the first time ever on the show put me in the hot seat and be the one being interviewed instead of being the interviewer. I've been asking some awesome creatives this season about how they make things happen in their business and I thought how better to end this season than answering those questions myself. And when I thought about who best to interview me, I thought who better than my other half, Alex, who's actually also the other half of this show too, as behind the scenes, he is the one editing and producing this show so it can actually be brought to life each week. I also thought who better to interview me than the person who actually sees me making things happen every single day. And we had an absolute blast recording this and I hope you enjoy it too. The show will be back early 2017, but until then you can keep up with me over my website at jencarrington.com and you can sign up to my weekly letters too, where I connect with community each week with some personal insights and stories before we jump into today's last episode of season three i also just want to say a huge huge thank you to everyone who's been listening along this season and for your support of this show i really can't wait to connect with you again in season four okay let's jump in and welcome alex to the show so alex welcome to the show hello or should i say welcome to the show jen <laughs> this is really awkward because we're sitting in our lounge our cats it's like what it's eight o'clock at night the cats are roaming around um we feel a little awkward we've never done this together before because obviously when we have a conversation we don't have two microphones in front of our face and alex is probably you probably all used to by now that i'm an awkward person you're probably just as awkward person as i am and normally you're the one who does the majority of the talking yeah so i mean i probably will do the majority of the talking for this episode i should hope so otherwise this is gonna be a very quick interview <laughs> So, uh, yeah, do you want to ask me my questions? I will fire away with the first question that you ask everyone, which is, and some people probably know some of these answers, is what is your story and journey so far? Yes, I'm going to keep this really short and sweet because if you want to hear the full one of this, just head over to my blog, my about page, it's all there. But pretty much I am Jen. I am 24. I started my business when I was, I really can't remember if I was 21 or 22. That is showing you how old I'm getting in my to be 21 because the business didn't really yes you should talk about so I guess so I started my blog when we were in our final year of university so that would have been like god like almost four years ago now I started a, it was Jenny any uh, OG listeners or readers or n- people who knew me it was <laughs> I can't believe I just said OG I'm not the kind of person to say that so original people who kind of knew my early internet days I had a blog called Jenny Per because my name is Jen and I love cats and I thought it was hilarious I actually hid this I don't think I showed you this blog for like at least three or four months you saw me like doing stuff on it, but I didn't actually show it to you. And I think you stopped started a few times with it. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I had like I was like obsessed with the internet. So back then, so this is gonna get really deep and we're gonna whiz through it very fast because you can hear about this in other episodes, but I had a breakdown when I was at uni. I was a little well, I was very depressed. And I'd spent a lot of my time inside watching these YouTube videos because I it just I loved my, one of my problems was that I shopped a lot and these YouTube videos enabled it. Poor Alex had to deal with all my tears when I had credit card bills that I couldn't pay off. Um and so I was obsessed with these blogs and I was buying all this makeup and like at uni, like I didn't really have like that solid group of friends that people have. Like I didn't like have like this group of girls that like I could talk to and all my rest of my friends are boys. So they're all scattered around the country. So I just wanted people to talk to about makeup. I started this beauty blog. And so I started that in maybe, I think it was like February, March. And 
yeah I just had this beauty blog I remember in the summer so like four or five months later I, I, re- I made 1,000 subscribers and I remember being like oh my god and it was so cool and then we graduated uni in the summer and by and so I'd had a breakdown already and then we moved we were getting on with like life after uni then I had another breakdown so we moved back home to my parents and I was really sick and I was doing this blog and then ultimately it turned into the business that I have today which is um such a long story that you can read way more about on the blog it would be the whole episode to tell you about it so I started the business in 2015 yes January 2015 I started the coaching business that I have today so that's the beginning of this journey it's been almost two years now I um I'm really passionate about ultimately in the beginning I was really passionate about like digital me like blogging and content creation I'm st- that is still a huge part of my work but I think ultimately I'm most passionate about just supporting and encouraging other creatives to live really fulfilling and impactful and sustainable creative lives um and yeah no it's been a bit of a whirlwind it's been really fun so yeah that's my story but honestly if you want to hear more about it just I'll link to some blog posts in the show notes where I've kind of like actually the whole blog post where I've outlined like the whole journey step by step by step so I'll send you to that but yeah no that's that's You've the story we've written a few of those blog posts that yeah each stage I've got like a whole blog post where it's like every step that I'm Alex not much anymore but like Alex used to have to like read every single especially every weekly letter because I'd be like this is what I'm trying to say and does it make sense so yeah uh, anyone who enjoys my content you have a lot of Alex to thank for it for like actually encouraging me to hit post when I'm like no I'm too scared including Uh, this podcast because I'm gonna make myself sound fantastic (laughs) so okay yeah we can go on to the next question that's my story so this has obviously changed as you've gone through that whole journey but what does your typical work week look like each week? So my workload at the moment, so the main chunk of my work is client work. Um, I actually have a whole blog post on this on the blog if you want to see how I break down my weeks. But so on the whole, I have anywhere between, I'd say anywhere between like seven and and. 13 client calls a week on average it's usually about eight um 10 is my happy place anything more than that I get a little tired but um yeah so Wednesdays and Thursdays every single week I have client calls every other Saturday I have client calls now in the very beginning of the business it was five days a week of client calls I was very exhausted as Alex can probably remember so um yeah I have client client like my client work is the main bulk of my work because when we're not on calls together I'm also like giving email support every day to my clients as and when they need it the rest of my workload is the blog I send out weekly letters every single week I run this podcast um then there's just being a business owner so you know um bookkeeping which I am very bad at I really need to find myself an accountant I'm really scared to do it because they're gonna shout at me for being so bad at bookkeeping um emails managing like invoices just general being a business owner and yeah social media but most people who know me know that I'm I'm not big on social media so yeah mostly it's content content and clients and then a lot of the work I a lot of my week is spent on like self-development so like a lot of reading or like researching things for my coaching practice stuff like that and you touched on it a little bit in terms of how many days you do you used to do every day of the week every hour under the sun but what's your typical nine to five hours do you work Monday to Friday what's the routine yeah so in the past I think we used to clock like so it goes into this in the in the blog post where I go into story but this is just sounding like promotion for each of one of your blog posts everyone is going to read my blog um but basically so when we started the business we lived at home with my parents which if my parents ever listened to this we love you but we really wanted to move the hell out um we 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 were in my tiny bedroom we had a cat back then we did we only had one cat now we have two cats we were going crazy and we literally just we had this season of just like working our asses off to just like go from absolutely being in complete debt to like getting on our feet and being able to move out and like provide for ourselves because like before we moved home and I didn't even have a job like Alex was working full-time it was crazy so back when I started the business I was 
genuinely putting in about seven, 10 hour days a week. It was, and you were doing the same because you were having your full-time job and you freelance at the same time back then. Like you were doing it all. Um, nowadays, I would say, I so Wednesdays and Thursdays, I work every single week unless it's, oh, I take a few weeks off throughout the year to like go away and stuff like that. So Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm working every single day. Saturdays, every other Saturday I'm working it. I say the rest of the days are honestly it's all in flow like I may take like Alex so Alex has a part-time job and also freelances from home part of the week so but Alex's shifts change every single week so say one week he's got like Monday Friday Sunday Saturday off like I will take the days off usually that you're off at least a couple of them or we'll do this all the time we'll like we'll go to a coffee shop and work for half the day then go do something for the afternoon so my Mondays Tuesdays Fridays Sundays are kind of some of them I'll work some of them I'll take off some days I'll do half and half um my routine's pretty in flux I'd say I don't work and I very rarely work more than 30 hours a week I very 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 rarely work more than 25 hours a week I would say it really depends what's going on like at the moment I'm probably pushing somewhere between 25 30 because I'm working on some products that I want to launch but like my happy place is like 20 hours a week doing really great client work and then like living my life and taking care of myself but yeah if it fluctuates sometimes some weeks it's 15 some weeks it's 30. It's good to have the anchors of Wednesday Thursday and every other Saturday and it gives you some structure and then the rest of the days knowing that you've got some flexibility that you can plan out say you're going to do content one day you can do strategic planning another day it kind of flows depending on what you're working on and obviously doing the podcast now takes up more time yeah no I, I actually that is what I love about like flex like structure and being organized serves my client work like if I don't have my shit together I'm not going to be able to serve my clients so there's a lot of structure there but I love the flexibility that comes with I have like a list of stuff that has to get done every week when it comes to like the content and the business but I I mean I'm very organized and like I never just wing a week like I'm always planning but I love that I have the freedom to take a Monday afternoon off if I want to or like take a day off just to do something silly with you so it's good to have that balance between routine yeah. on those set days and then obviously you've got the rest of the time is can be flexible you can be spontaneous you can plan it as much as you want or as little as you like yeah so I get the I get the best of both worlds so how do you keep yourself organized when you try to balance routine and spontaneity? What tools do you use? Are there any like, are you digital? Are you paper? I do know the answer, but everyone else doesn't. So go. <laughs> okay. So here's my routine. So like I said, Wednesdays, Thursdays, every other Saturday is a client day. So every week I'm always aware, you know, which clients I'm going to be connecting with that week. On top of that, usually on a monthly basis, I set some like core things that I want to make happen in the business that month. Um, I break that down week by week. So most weeks I have something that I like to call my master to-do list. And pretty much what I do is on Wednesdays, Thursdays, every other Saturday, I know it's going to be clients. The rest of my master to-do list, I just spread that out on the other days and say, I know I want to take a Friday off and a Sunday off, or I'm going to take the whole weekend off. Because if it's not a client weekend, I just know on Monday and Tuesday, I've got to get all that master to-do list done or maybe I want to take Monday Tuesday off and I know I've got to get it done Friday Sunday um so I have a master to-do list then I use something called the get to work book I'll link it to your notes it's fantastic um it's made by like another creative business owner and basically in Evernote I do all my planning in draft and then it just gets transferred into the get to work book and I set like free core action tasks for the week and I batch out a day so like a content day a client day a business day I and then I use my diary so it's like a page a day diary from paper chase I don't know if you have paper chase in the states but we definitely have it here in the UK because it's awesome um and I just write on that work to do's all their life to do's so I just have a massive to-do list and then I spread it out day to day so my get to work book Evernote my diary I used to use like digital to-do list apps and they're really cool but I honestly found just like pen and paper is I much prefer it you're like Alex and me this is the one thing in life where like 
like where we don't agree is that you are such a digital person and i'm yeah. such a paper person i swear by todoist yeah and i'm here like ticket i love love ticking it all off so that is how i stay organized and um i always say this to clients but i leave myself a lot of breadcrumbs because i can't always trust that i'm gonna wake up on a tuesday and have my shit together because i may have had a bad sleep or the cat woke me up by chewing my hair which happens a lot so i leave myself like stopping a surprising amount <laughs> So I leave myself breadcrumbs usually by Saturday or Sunday for the next week. I've already told myself in advance what I'm going to do on those days. And obviously if I wake up on a Tuesday and something happens or I'm just not feeling it, I can spread the workload over to the Friday if I need to. But on the whole, I follow the rules. I follow the flexible structure routine that I set for myself. I guess it just ties into how you've structured the business and how you operate and that you've got the couple of two or three days a week of set structure and then everything else you can allow for flexibility and you can allow for unforeseens or yeah if you just have it on a whim that day you want to go out because the weather's good yeah <laughs> which will never happen now for the next like six months in england so obviously having those days with your client calls like preset how do you structure those work days do you try and build in the same breaks all the time do you try and say i'm gonna take my lunch at 12 o'clock every day or does it change depending on the client calls yeah so like i am a big believer in breaks if i just worked eight hours straight in the day i'd go absolutely crazy um i also um a big like a big change that i'm making right now when it comes to my routine is i'm getting out of the house more which is like a high five moment between me and alex um so breaks so client days i always have at least a 30 minute buffer in between client calls to be honest like it's not always ideal when like i've had like this really like incredible intense client call and we've had this done this great work together and then i've got to jump straight into a next one so I really have to you know maybe make sure I've prepped lunch beforehand or if Alex is home like could you please make sure that that sandwich is ready for me by the time I finish but usually um I'll have a few hours breaks in but like so on client call days maybe I'll have a couple of calls in the morning then a two-hour break and then a couple of calls in the evening or some form of some form of mix where there'll always be an hour or two break in the day usually sometimes it is like five back to back and that's just a show up get through the day kind of day so on those days in my breaks I will I used to watch Netflix like that would be how I used it for my breaks and honestly I love Netflix but it was the worst way to spend my breaks because it wasn't nourishing me it was just like mindlessly staring at a screen so these days I try and do a couple of things I will either the best thing for me to do I found is like get the hell out of the house and just go to like the local coffee shop and talk to the girl in there or just like sit there in silence and just like drink a drink and maybe listen to a podcast um if it's like really cold outside or if I don't want to go outside sit on the sofa and like listen to a podcast and cuddling the cats if Alex is home usually we'll just chat about whatever's happened on the news in between (laughs) that call and then um sometimes I'll read a book um on so on non-client days like honestly it's very rare that you'll find me sitting working for like six hours straight like usually at the like these days at the moment like at least two or three days a week like I'm in a coffee shop working and I'll maybe go into town like batch a load of work in four hours and then I'm done for the day or I'll take a little break to go have lunch so I'm always fitting in breaks throughout the day I'm just learning that it's not always good for me to like sit and watch Netflix in my break like it's way better to go for a walk or grab lunch with a friend what I try and do is the night before or on the day off I try and structure out my work day which sounds a little boring and can be really stressful for Alex when I'm like okay so this is what I'm doing today and this is your schedule so then someone will do these things and he's just there like nodding along (laughs) patiently with me but I find it's if I say to myself like okay here's a window of work here's a window of play here's another window of work and then you get to switch off at this time and it's flexible but giving myself some structure so that I know I've got time to like have a break and rest is good for me um yeah I hope that answered the question you kind of dipped into the next question which is where do you where's your workspace what do you, how do you work you said you'd go out a little bit now to, yeah, like, to work from the coffee <laughs> shops but 
where where else do you like to work yeah so I have had a desk in the past when we lived at home with my parents we had this tiny room with two desks Alex's like desk and then my desk in the corner and I honestly never used it um I like we live in like a small one-bedroom apartment for us to have a desk it would like it would take up like space that I don't want to give to my work because I like a lounge to feel like a lounge when like I'm done for the day so I usually I mean one day I want a dreamy at home office space but for now I love our little place but I'm usually working at the kitchen table or on the sofa if I'm at home no shame about that gotta feel comfy in my sweatpants but like usually do meetings at least from the sofa from from the kitchen table and but these days at the moment like I'm getting out to coffee shops a lot so as long as it's my rule for a coffee shop is I like it to be quite like big and spacious I don't like to feel cramped up with people or for the music to be too lame or too loud um but yeah I will curl up in a coffee shop or yeah that's pretty much it it's at home or in a coffee shop is my workspace at the moment so emails (laughs) how do you manage your inbox (laughs) okay so when you've got so many clients and all your projects and just people who email you with questions which they do how do you how do you stay on top of it so, do, you, do you stay on top of it so i used to be i hate my inbox you used to scare me i used to never have inbox zero i used to like laugh at the people not laugh because i'm a nice person but i used to be like people who are always like inbox zero like high five emoji i was like oh shut the hell up don't hate on us <laughs> nowadays i'm like inbox zero is my favorite thing so my inbox routine is this i my clients get a 24 to 48 hour turnaround I usually live in the 24 hour turnaround I just say to 48 hours because a lot of my clients are in a different time zone and I tend to I try and take every Sunday off from emails because girl needs to have a life um so my routine is this in the morning I usually zero my inbox my client I have three different inboxes I have an inbox for clients I have an inbox for general business and I have an inbox for the podcast every single morning I zero the client inbox so whatever's come through from through the night which happens a lot does come through because a lot of my clients are either night birds or living in like eight hour different time difference um that's my routine with that and then usually I try and not reply to emails too much throughout the day because it gets in the flow of either me living my life or doing like specific work tasks usually by the end of the day I'll check in with the inbox and if there's anything that I like a client that really needs me to reply to them that day I'll get back to them um if not if it's like if I know it can wait till the morning if they're just asking me to like you know what I mean so I'll check in with the inbox just before I wrap up for the day um then on Fridays usually I tend to try and zero the rest of my inboxes now I keep in top on top of my other inboxes like with the podcast one when the show's in season if I'm organizing things with guests or if my other inbox if um like you know cool people who listen to the show or read my blog I've got in touch I'll get back in touch with them but my rule is like like this is blog post that I'll link to in the show notes and it's like you will not care about emails when you're dead and that is my rule like I'd much rather be working on cool work or hanging out with Alex or hanging out with my friends or going for a walk than sat in my inbox for 12 hours a day or even like two hours a day so I'm every Friday or every other Friday I tend to zero all the other inboxes but yeah in the morning I like to zero my inbox from clients because that's my job and I love doing that I love showing up for them and I check in a little bit throughout the day but yeah no that's how I've and I have a lot of folders in my inbox and I do the whole start thing and I do the whole saves thing but you yeah, know it, it's just yeah just having a bit of a routine with it I think I read somewhere someone say that I think it's one of these passed on quotes that does it does the rounds via Twitter with a you know a nice scenic backdrop with a <laughs> nice quote over the top of it uh something like uh an inbox is somebody else's to-do list yeah so keeping on top of it is good but saying I'm gonna go do it for x amount of time I'm not going to let it take over my life. I'm not going to be attached to it, waiting for all the notifications to come through at all hours. That's probably been the key 
yeah no my mindset is like if I let my inbox control my day like other people's agendas are going to control my day and so and I don't know about anyone listening but if I'm like doing some work so oh yeah I don't have any notifications on my laptop on my phone my email notifications just don't come through I only see what's there when I check in with it and for me if I was in the middle of say writing a script for a podcast episode and then email comes through and it's got my mind elsewhere it's just going to distract me from my core work so for me it's like yeah emails got to get done but then they're not going to rule my day and um I, this the rule that I'm also trying to follow at the moment is and Alex laughs at me because so I don't have notifications on my phone but I log in and out of my emails on my phone sometimes throughout the day and he's like Jen why do you unlog in and log out and then if you're not gonna he's just like he thinks I'm ridiculous but for me it's a mindset thing but my new rule that I'm trying to honor is if I don't have the time or the mental space to reply to emails right now stop checking the flaming inbox which is hard when you're a business owner and you kind of when your work means so much to you but yeah that's that's my new kind of thing that I'm testing out I think it's managing the expectations up front with the people who email you as well. Obviously, everyone gets the spam newsletters, you know, or the shops giving them offer codes. But the people who email you, if they know, like your clients, they're going to get a 24 to 48 hour turnover. So you might get the inbox, you might get the email while you're sat there and reply five minutes later. But knowing that they're going to get a reply from you within a certain time frame helps manage the expectation yeah. on the other end. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, now we've covered organization. What are you working on outside of the business? Is there anything right now or what's your favorite things to do when you're not working? Um, so I had this big like thing earlier in this year that I wanted to write. Like, do you remember I was like, I want to write a book or a collection of personal essays. And then I got like massive writer's block around that project and massive like, it just, I just feel like I couldn't do it. So I would say the po- the project that I'm working on at the moment is the podcast. For me, that's like still a passion project because um I don't monetize this show like obviously it helps people get to know what I do but so the podcast but on the whole when I'm not working I love to be reading or hanging out with my friends or we go on these like fun little mini day adventures and we love to travel whenever we can I love to do anything to do with cats eat um just live my life we're we're pretty much like an old married couple we like to watch a lot of West Wing or like go to the coffee shop but um yeah I would love to make more space for passion projects um maybe it's like a writing project or something but right now the show is kind of taking up that spare creative energy i think when you had that book idea it was like and then you said okay i can't do it right now but it's knowing that one day you might do it it's not writing something off it's also saying it's okay that i'm not gonna follow through with this right now as well yeah, that's kind of important like not then, being like, a creative failure yeah just giving yourself the the space and the go-ahead to say you know what this can this can wait a little bit also like at like 24 I feel like I haven't fully lived enough to like do any like personal writing right now like obviously I've had like I was so the whole I really wanted to like document that journey of like going through a breakdown and then like overcoming it and like start my business but then I had this big realization like that journey isn't done there's still more to this journey to like talk about one day so yeah it's just like yeah no and and I like to color in books like adult coloring books I started knitting and then I got bored so I need to pick that up again um I started to teach myself calligraphy I'm kind of like a bit like scattered I pick up Alex rolls his eyes I'll like tell him like oh I'm gonna make this Amazon order for 200 pounds of this new hobby that I promise I'll stick to and then he says like oh yeah okay sounds really great and then two weeks later I don't follow through on it so we're trying to stop me from doing that at the moment so you touched on what we like to do when we've got time off together how do you try and structure in time off into your business and making sure that you can have because you obviously don't work in a company that gives you a set time off x amount of weeks a year how do you try and give yourself the equivalent of that or something that is right for you i'm what i'm about to say 
I'm going to feel no shame about it, even though it would be really easy for me to feel shame about it. But I take off. This year, I will have taken off 10 weeks from the business, which sound, oh, Alex is pulling like a shot car. <sighs> no. <laughs> which considering Alex from his like day job, you get five weeks off a year. I get half of that. Yeah. So I take off. So, um, and honestly, so that's two and a half months of the year. Um, how I build that in because I can like the truth is like when you run your own business you can do whatever the hell you want to do and I'm really lucky no I've been really I'm really lucky that I've been able to build a business model that doesn't rely on me I don't get paid like per hour of work I get paid like a client pays me a certain amount for a certain amount of time together and it's kind of treated like a project fee so if I take a week off I'm not earning any less money than if I was working that week because my client work is going to happen either way so I'm not getting paid to show up and sit somewhere for a day which I've done that very intentionally with my business so I take 10 weeks off throughout the year because as you'll find out if you go and read the backstory of like why I do what I do and how I got here like I have a health condition that takes a lot of honoring in my life and I have found that taking time off throughout the year not only makes me really happy but means I can really take care of myself as and when I need to um I also I love my work I do as a coach but being a coach is intense you are literally sitting with people and supporting them in the biggest highs and the lowest lows of their life and I found to be the best coach I can be I need space where I'm not doing that like even if it's just a month like a week every few months just to have a week where I'm taking care of me and my business and my life so I plan my time off like next 2017's weeks off are already planned I already know the 10 weeks I'm taking off next year um this year was pretty planned in advance I knew what was coming up and I planned it in um so we go away a bit I would say like half of my time off throughout the year is planned we use that to go away um like to travel like where we go in a city break or like a holiday something like that and then the rest of the time I you would say I use two of the weeks maybe two or two and a half to like do other things in the business so I'm not I'm taking it off from my coaching business but I may still be working on the podcast or creating some form of course or just spending a whole week like like reading around coaching and like improving my craft but it's 10 weeks a year and not spent with clients and then every Christmas I will last year and this year so not every Christmas but last year and this year I take two weeks off at Christmas literally just to hang out with family hang out with Alex eat a lot of chocolate put on 10 stone and um the dream <laughs> so I plan it I plan it out in advance I feel absolutely no guilt which I know all my clients struggle with well they did before we hopefully figured it out together how they're not do <laughs> and so many of my friends it's just pure guilt and um, my personal rule is and I'm sharing this with you be like people listening because I hope this would encourage, encourage you to feel better about taking time off because I know how hard it is that's how I really struggled with it in the beginning is like you can build a business that doesn't rely on you to show up and work every single hour of the day to pay the bills. So when I, like, I can take time off but still make exactly the same amount of money that month as if I was physically working in the business. So as long as my bills are paid, as long as my taxes are covered, as long as my business expenses are covered, I'm cool with taking time off. And that's it. It's like knowing that the bottom line is covered. You're not just dusting off. <laughs> you are still working for a good chunk of that as well. It's just because just you're not directly working one-on-one with people, you're still doing other work that serves the business and you're also doing it to recharge so that you can come back refreshed and continue working with people at a good rate and you're not, it doesn't affect how you're, how you're doing your job with your coaching. Yeah, it's like, it's all a cycle. Like I take care of, like I take care of me so I can live a good life and be happy and also be really like fully functioning in my business and then I do great work in my business like I mean like I'm able to do work that I'm really fulfilled by and that is really meaningful and really impactful with my clients therefore I feel really fulfilled therefore my business is 
thriving financially therefore I'm able to actually support this life that we live so it's a it's all a big cycle and I have really learned that the the piece that so many people leave out of the puzzle is the self-care and the rest and the living the life and my rule is like I'm gonna die one day like I can't control when that's gonna happen I'm gonna live my life I'm gonna be happy I'm not gonna prolong happiness till when I retire do you know what I mean and I don't class like working hard as like 50 hour weeks 52 weeks a year like I can be really comfortable knowing that I'm showing up for my business but I'm also showing up for my life and my health and my well-being and my joy I think the thing is also because the business begins and ends with you if you're Mm -hmm. if if you're not functioning then the business isn't going to function either so you've got to build in that time to recharge and recuperate and for anyone else with health conditions like like you have to honor that and I honor that by giving my like self space and also just yeah like if I was coaching 52 weeks of the year I'd get my clients are my clients are like and I'm so lucky in that whenever I take time off my clients are like Jen go have an awesome time like can't wait to hear about it or just like have an awesome week off so yeah getting to a place where I feel absolutely no guilt about taking time off has been a mix of like building the business to function like that for me and also just trusting that I'm serving the bigger picture of my life by taking care of myself and nothing and you can put I have I, I put my out of office on I prep all my content in advance my clients know because I plan my time off in, in advance my clients know as soon as they book with me when I'll be off when we're working together it's a couple of weeks throughout that whole six months when I'm going to be off so you can take time off from your business without your business switching off as well which is really cool yeah so where do you find the joy in your business so I was thinking about this I ask this is my favorite question that I've been asking people this season of the show because everyone's answer is so different and so meaningful and it's and Alex will know this because he's been editing all of these episodes I've heard them all <laughs> um and I'm gonna be a pain in the ass and have three different answers I thought about these earlier and now you can't I'm... do that <laughs> one answer please I'm gonna edit two of them out and just include one <laughs> So I, I'm hoping I can remember that. So, okay, the first one is, it has to be the clients. Like, it has to be, like, I'm going to sound so cheesy, but, like, supporting these women, like, every first time I jump on a call with someone, they sit there and they just tell me who they are and their story and what their dreams are and what their fears are. And it is the most humbling, privileged experience of my life because I've somehow built something that makes women feel comfortable enough to do that with me and I'm going to start crying, which I never do about the business. I'm pretty, like, solid about it, but... um to be able to support women in going after a life that is most meaningful to them and just seeing women be like super badass and like super strong and super incredible and being able to be a part of that puzzle and just support them is the most meaningful part of it um yeah that brings me the most joy like just seeing my clients be who they are and give themselves permission and thrive and grow is so meaningful um I think the second thing is I'm also going to cry here again but I won't cry but so a few weeks ago my dad was in hospital he was having a bit of a tough time and he wasn't gonna die but obviously when you're in hospital you're afraid you're gonna die and he said to me after a few weeks on to get out of hospital he was like I was sitting there and um if I was gonna die he was like you and Alex my brother is also called Alex so in my family we call Alex young my my boyfriend Alex young Alex my brother Alex is just Alex and he was like you and Alex had come to visit me that day and like if I died I know my kids are okay like you both have my brother's a business owner too and he was like you both have your businesses you both have your own homes you both have your own lives like you can take care of yourself and that like this may be very like only personal to like my experience of starting a business but like I literally had a breakdown uh 
19 and 21, I was disabled by my illness. I didn't have a penny to my name. I was completely dependent on my parents giving us a roof over our head and Alex was the only one working for a year. Like you fed us and you clothed us and you fed the cat. And it was incredible to be surrounded by that much support, but it was awful to rely on people that much. And what my dad said to me, it reminded me like, what brings me so much joy is being able to provide for myself by something I've built from scratch and there's a lot of freedom and independence in that and also the fact that I'm able to just yeah like I love that I'm proud of that and to know that my like my parents don't have to worry about me like that's really important and to also know that like you don't have to worry about me like yeah so that's really meaningful and then the last thing is honestly just his life like I like if you'd have said to us two years ago that I would be where I am now with my health we would not have believed anyone like I'm like a different person now than I was two years ago and I think a lot of it is thanks to the business because the business has given me space to take care of myself it's given me a lot of confidence to be more me in my life it's like I came out of this tunnel like a broken empty person after of a breakdown and then I this business just helped me become me, myself again and so and this life like I get to do what I want in the week and I get to work with cool people and I get to make a living that supports our life and I get to on a Monday if I want to wake up and just watch Grey's Anatomy for three hours I can do that if I just want to go to a coffee shop and catch up with my oldest friend like I can do that so um yeah it's the life as well that we get to live and um Alex has always told me that I have issues with authority I have issues with rules I have issues with organized fun or organized anything that anyone else does for me so it suits my character a lot to have a life that I'm fully in charge of and it never for a minute do I take this for granted it blows my mind every day that I'm 24 and I have my own business and I have this life and I'm so grateful for it and that brings so yeah that brings me the most joy just to live this life and like on a Monday I do never dread Mondays unless I have like a dentist appointment that would make me dread Mondays but (laughs) apart from that I never dread Mondays and I love that so the flip side of all those joyous things those three joyous things that you just listed how do you deal with stress what what triggers the stress and how do you manage it um okay so I am like a up and down human stress Alex is very used to being super chill and then just being like oh my god yeah you go from like zero to 60 yeah yeah yeah. it's it's and then and then I go straight back down again also from what gets 60 to zero (laughs) Alex is there like trying to help me and then I turn around I'm like shut up I'm fine now I solved it myself in my head and then I'm stressed (laughs) he's just there like why is she so mean to me he's scratching himself now out of like pure stress um okay things that cause me stress in the business um scheduling I would honestly say like the thing that's probably caused me the most stress is just like managing time zones and different people's schedules and when I first started my coaching business it was a free-for-all it was here's my schedule put in whatever you want I, I created no boundaries because I didn't think I had permission to do that creating boundaries this year having set days and set times for client calls Bob's your uncle I'm happy I'm happy as Larry now um other things that cause me stress is self-doubt and like imposter syndrome like I can't tell you how like not like every week but there's often times when I just stare at Alex and I'm like am I shit at what I do like am I do I have permission to be a coach am I good at this like what if I'm failing all my clients like just this like pure moment of like not feeling like I'm good enough to do this and you just have to sit there and remind me of like the 10 emails I showed you that week of clients saying great things or just like yeah so just like self-doubt and imposter syndrome which I know we all get so that causes me stress but it's moment it's a moment of stress it's just the the insecure part of my brain that isn't rooted in truth hopefully not and then honestly the other piece of stress is money like 
um there's this day at the, I pay myself the last Friday of every month and then so I've paid myself and I'm like super happy I've had a great month I've been able to save what I want to save and you know put my taxes away and pay myself and then I stare at the zero in my PayPal account <laughs> and I'm like oh my god I've got to do it all over again and honestly there's never been a time when I haven't done it like every month has been great we literally had our one-year anniversary the other week of like moving out into this apartment and the thing we're most proud of is like never stressing about bills once and it's great but honestly just that 24 hours of I've got to do this all over again is stressful because as for however long you've been in business for however much money you're making like you still got to keep keep making the money and showing up every month but it's also it's just part of the game so that was probably be the things that caused me the most stress and I think you said like you have these these blips and moments of stress in the day for you know half an hour or whatever but the more prolonged stress like when you didn't set boundaries you came to terms with it and dealt with it and said like okay like this can't carry on like this i can't be burnt out working eight hours a day for seven days a week doing everything with clients and then putting content out doing a podcast you had to put boundaries in place and so that alleviated a whole load of stress and i think obviously the business has grown and developed because of it yeah I think you just said like change like this is quote by Maya Angelou and it's like the need for change bulldozed the road down the center of my mind and that stays with me so so much because for me stress for me is one of two things it's either just the part of my the enemy part of my brain so we all have that toxic human in our head it's either that person speaking to me or it's that something is not working and something needs to change and I love that the fact that I can proactively do something about things that are causing me stress I love it and so how I move through stress is talking to Alex is like honestly like I don't know how I mean I'm I'm a grown-up I'd have to do this on my own if I had to but having someone who like not only loves me and like sees me as way more capable than I think I am half the time but also someone who like gets what I do because you've seen it grow from scratch and you just you're always there for me I don't know how you give me so much of your energy and your time without wanting to like strangle me but like <laughs> having you to talk it out with makes everything better I also think just like I call it like putting my big girl pants on like when I'm if I'm sitting there and I'm stressed I don't get to run to bed and cry like I'm a grown-up I got bills to pay I got cats to feed I've got like Alex to be here for like I it's just like you know what it's stressful life stressful for everyone on the whole my life's pretty decent I live in a pretty safe society um I'm pretty privileged so yeah stress just deal with it and know that I can deal with it and never let stress be bigger than me is probably my answer and honestly if I'm really stressed and not happy just take the afternoon off if I can do it if I can just take the afternoon off go eat some ice cream go watch a film the the times I've been really really stressed sitting in the cinema for two and a half hours or however long a film is does me wonderful wonderful things it's a good mind cleanser Mm -hmm. it's like we always say like it's pure escapism and it's all dark and quiet I think we we me and Alex are both huge introverts and we always say that the only thing that would make the cinemas better if there was no one else in there yeah like a private cinema <laughs> it's just when the people talk and once we saw a film that was years ago and um there's a baby in the cinema yeah that was star trek into darkness and i've got an obsession with chris pine which alex rolls his eyes at all the time but the, yeah because um, i could have really like fed into the next question okay when- go for it because you were talking about how you're self-motivated when it comes to getting through stress. You don't have to have an inspirational quote up on the wall. You don't have to have a vision board. Is Alex like- is also um, snarky. And I told him before we recorded this, Alex, don't be so snarky. Like he, like when I'm talking about like how Mercury in retrograde could be affecting my week or that um, 
like like what my soul is guiding me to do this week he really has to stop himself from laughing out loud which he's doing right now so yeah um carry on alex with my vision with my lack of vision board vision board works for you it's okay (laughs) how do you stay motivated on a daily basis Um, that's the question honestly two things first honest answer is you this home those cats this life um I, I, I hate that I always keep going back to this because I feel like such a broken record and like it's so boring but when you have a breakdown and the person you love has to take care of you and you feel like the and they never make you feel like this but you feel like the lowest like loserish human who can't do anything for yourself then you're able to like get your shit together and really start really like contributing to your life together and being like fully functioning and you just don't ever want to stop doing that like I don't ever want to stop being 50% into this relationship because there was a time when I was like 10% here and 90% in like la la land um so knowing that we have to rent to pay and cats to feed and ourselves to feed and just retirement to save for one day that mo- like just the very practicalities of life motivates me and also just I don't want to let you down not that I don't want to let you down like I don't want you to have to ever feel like I can't pull my weight in all of this and I can't provide for us um second thing that motivates me is I just want to do good work in the world I want to do something for my I want to leave people better than I found them I want to use whatever gifts or strength or passions inside of me to just do something good with my life and I'm really lucky that at a very young age I've been able to do that and that motivates me my clients motivate me so much like they are so brave and they are so talented and they inspire me every single day and honestly like the time is gonna pass anyway I want to do something good with my life and but the bottom bottom line there is rent to pay and there is life to be lived and 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 sometimes like sometimes when I'm like really just want to watch Gilmore Girls all day like I just remember like one day I'm gonna hopefully have kids and I want them to see their mummy doing something cool in the world and I not yeah, watching Gilmore Girls not, all day no well, I'm gonna show them Gilmore Girls but honestly just yeah knowing that I want to do something with my life that I love and wanting to be a responsible adult and wanting to have a business like I don't want to stop living this life that we get to live. I don't want to stop being able to do whatever the hell I want on a Monday morning and being able to work with really cool people. And it will stop if I stop showing up for this business. So I'm showing up because I am the only person responsible for my happiness and my joy. And I'm not going to give up on myself ever. It's lovely. <laughs> Look, he's not being starky now. <laughs> it's real nice. <laughs> I can think of an answer to this next question. Okay. I'll see if this is one of those game shows where you can Ooh. see how well you know. It's like Jeopardy, where you give the answer and I have to tell you what the question is. Kind of. <laughs> I was more thinking the, uh, where they ask the couples to like, how well, what answer would they give? I want us to question. do that game show one day where it's like, what is their favourite sandwich flavour? And then we hold up cards. and like, what is their favourite animal? Cat, duh. And just like, I, yeah, no, carry on, sorry. Interrupted we should, you. We should record that. <laughs> yeah, the next mini episode will be me and Alex doing a how well do you know your partner quiz. But not really, because, you know, it's not a relationship show. Maybe next season. Yeah. (laughs) So, in your journey so far, has there ever been a time where you've had to give yourself permission to go against the grain or industry norms of the business? I can't wait to hear what you think this is. Go. No, I don't know what it is. I'm going to tell my true answer and then I'm going to... Okay, going against industry norms. Mm. I hate that I've asked people this question because, damn, this is hard. I'm probably going to ramble about a few things. So, number one I think being okay with being an introverted business owner and not forcing myself to be like a bubbly loud human like like and I am like I'm a pretty I'm a funny girl to be honest right Alex 
He's just staring at me, this tumbleweed going across the room. Okay, no, I'm friendly. Alex always says that he loves me because he's more socially awkward than I am and I'm great at small talk. Like we go to the supermarket and he's like, how did you talk to this like 55 year old woman about garlic bread while we're packing the bags? Why am I doing the interview when I don't speak that much? (laughs) So no, but I am like a quiet human and leaning into that in my business has been not only fantastic but also just it was hard like not being very active on social media and not being the kind of person who's always very visible like giving myself permission to do that that was a big one um I also think like there was this it doesn't feel like a big deal now but it was back then like being really okay with being so like pretty much predominantly a service-based business owner when a lot of the trends online at the moment is to be you know passive income and have courses and knowing in my heart of hearts that I want to serve people one-on-one I want to talk to someone I want to be there in their journey with them and yeah maybe I'll have to work more hours or earn less money from passive income but that's where my heart is that's where the core of my work is so being cool with being like yeah I do client work no it's not scalable in the traditional way but it's scalable in a way that is really meaningful to me um I'm curious what was the one you think I was gonna say kind of going further back down the line when you still did your beauty vlog and when you transitioned out of it you didn't just stick down that route you got into it because of other beauty vloggers and you kind of you built up a fair-sized audience on that blog and then eventually you were like i I'm not really that passionate about this. I don't really, I've kind of grown out of it. So I don't really want to keep doing this anymore. That was what I was thinking when you're like, I'm going to do something different. And you'd see other people that were similar level as you. And you'd, they, they would probably think you were crazy for just almost giving it all up from what was quite a metrics based industry. You were just like, nah, no more. <laughs> I think it's really, I wrote this blog post about a year ago now. And it was how like, when I was doing beauty blogging, I think I got like, on average like 80,000 I could be making stuff like 80,000 page views a month and then these days I get like 11,000 page views a month but back then when I was beauty blogging I was making like 200 pounds a month which probably went towards our food bill and paying my phone bill and then like that month I contrasted it and I made like five grand that from 11 only having 11,000 page views and I made like 200 pounds having 80,000 page views so I didn't even think about that I think you know what the, the biggest thing back then that I had to give myself permission to do was start a business before anyone else probably would have given me permission to start a business like what kind of freaking 21 22 year old is saying that they're going to be a coach like I look back and I'm like damn you were ballsy like and also just like and people probably thought I was crazy but like I had this belief that I had something to bring to the table and I charged really low in the beginning and I just found my feet with it um but yeah I can't we have this saying in our relationship that Jenny won't do things that she doesn't want to do and um as much as I love makeup I didn't want to be part of that anymore so no that was a nice walk down memory lane for me (laughs) we're now on to the big two questions everyone knows the two (laughs) Shall I read the question? <laughs> I, <laughs> actually, you know what? Before we jump into then, I've got a question for you. Okay, for anyone listening... I better get my face on the show I know, uh, you might have time to think many time you, Like, anyone listening, if you could tell them anything about all this stuff that I've been talking about, that like anything that I've not said because my brain is scattered or because I want to portray the very most professional, intelligent business owner person of myself like I don't don't be mean on me here don't say ridiculously embarrassing things but is there anything you would tell people listening about like what you've learned from the outside of seeing me as a business owner from all this kind of stuff from like watching me like figure this out I think it's so in terms of just your business itself I think it's just been a constant evolution and whether it's just constantly checking yourself and like you said it's this struggling with doubt it's like am I good enough to do this can I do this but then it's also saying that you're the only one you're accountable to ultimately 
So unless you're worried about face, anything you do is ultimately on you. So you've just been authentic to yourself and just saying, I want to do this. This is something that I want to do to try and help people in terms of your coaching. So yeah, just I think you've just been authentic the whole way. Oh. And is there any, has there ever been a time in my business where, because Alex is really awesome, like you'll listen to me, you'll offer advice, but like in our, I'm like... <laughs> Like, I just our, know that it's ultimate. Like everything you do is like it's, it's your decisions. It's your it's your work. It's your business. It's your it's your thing. It's not. It, I can only be an ear and a sounding board. Well, has there ever been a time that you've like seen me do something and you've been like, "What is she doing?" Like, has there ever been a time when even like like you thought I was like about to make a massive mistake or like do something crazy? Getting me to interview for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to give you like an eight out of ten. All right. That's generous. <laughs> this is a very drastically different tone to the rest of the interviews. <laughs> okay, get, get back. You back in the interview seat. What were these two questions you wanted to ask me? What is your biggest advice for anyone working hard to make things happen right now? I think, I think you normally say make big things happen. Yeah, right oh yeah, now. big things. And okay, number one, making big things happen looks like whatever the, like I was going to say the F. Alex, sorry, when I first started this podcast over a year and a half ago, the biggest advice Alex gave to me was, do not swear so much like you have to quit it with the swear words and I think I've been really good do you not think I think it's just at home you're a little liberal with (laughs) with the swear words and the degree of swear words might offend some people so I've been really good for you (laughs) I'm from Manchester and anyone else from England will know just up here you know it's just kind of raised on every word but anyway anyway yeah big things happen can be whatever the hell you want it to be you do not have to be changing the world to be doing big things big things for you but my biggest advice for people who want to make things happen is embrace a mindset of grit and grace this is what I'm figuring out at the moment like you have got to be gritty it's not just about working hard it's about like I spoke about this last season in a mini episode like there is a mountains to keep on climbing and the first mountain is take a business from like zero to something and then you like this isn't just like life isn't easy for anyone any career like having got any career is hard so I don't think that we get special badges business owners for like trying harder than anyone else because I see friends in like careers that are just as hard that happen to be you know a day job um but you have you got to push yourself you got to dig deep you got to find within yourself things that you didn't know you were capable of doing something I really like to try and remind myself of is like if you want something you've never had you're going to do something you've never had you've like gonna have to do something you've never done before to get it and every good thing that has ever happened from in this business and in this journey has come from a place of working really hard and being really brave and just doing the things I thought I could not do whether that was using my voice and saying something or being brave enough to put a price on the services that I wanted to offer like all and like just like digging in and doing the work so be gritty be authentic like Alex said like be true to yourself but um I don't want to glorify hard work or glorify even the struggle of life but everyone I see who's doing incredible things and myself it, you dig deep and you find something inside of yourself that you didn't that is that wasn't there before and you keep going and surround yourself with really cool people like I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for Alex and the cats who just offer me so much support and feedback every single day my mini little mastermind and my friends and my family um and then with Grace like you gotta be your own best friend like you've got to if you mess up and you're going to mess up, I mess up all the time. You got to forgive yourself and move past it. If you're going to make a mistake and then wallow in bed for a week about it, like get the hell over it. Like you are going to mess up. No one's asking you to be perfect, but it's just, just show up, be kind to yourself, show yourself grace. 
just keep showing up and when it gets hard it doesn't mean you should stop and don't be afraid to evolve when you need to evolve and um listen to yourself above everything else because the people who are saying that they know everything don't know everything like especially if someone's telling you that they know everything and to follow them blindly that's just like a cult like don't do that like um listen to yourself above all else and don't hold on to that outcome so much if I'd have started this business and said it's got to be this exact thing I would have stifled it before it could have even get started like you've got to work hard you've got to go for it you've got to learn from every single moment of it and enjoy it don't be so hard on yourself all I see from especially women and just people of my generation is like or just every generation like we are so hard on ourselves and you'd life life my my mantra for life and business and everything is life's gonna kick our ass so many times outside of our control and awful things are gonna happen and we could get run over by a bus tomorrow and people are gonna awful things are gonna happen so do not make life any harder than yourself and invest your time and your energy into the life that you want to build for yourself and just yeah see where it goes keep being awesome did i really ramble then no more than usual <laughs> next question please Ooh. Ooh, that now you're sense. the snarky one <laughs> what are you hoping to make happen in this season of your life and how i think people know how to follow you online but just in case uh, if this is if this is for some horrific reason the first podcast they hear and they've made it this far how can they follow you online okay what am i hoping to make happen um i want to continue doing the best i can do in my work in my life in my health in my relationship in my friendships i just want to keep showing up 100 percent myself um doing work that i can be proud of in the business specifically i want to i got booked out for 2016 which is really cool so like in practical senses i want to book out again next year with awesome clients and i want to do awesome work with clients i want to create content i can be proud of there's a couple of products that i would love to find the time and energy to bring to life but honestly i just want to keep doing business on my own terms i want to keep showing up and adding value with the work that i do and i want to go see cool places with you and I want to get a haircut soon because my fringe is really overgrown. I misheard that as I want to go see Coldplay with you. <laughs> would you see Coldplay? I don't think I would see Coldplay. I don't think so. No. Um, it's kind of like chicken. Coldplay are like chicken, you know, like everyone eats it, everyone listens to Coldplay, but it's no one's favourite band. Um, yeah, I just want to keep doing cool things. I, and I, what do I want to make... <laughs> I would like to keep leaving the house. This is a big deal for me. Like anyone else who's ever lived with anxiety or any form of depression or mental health disorder may also understand how hard it is to leave the house. There was a time at uni where I don't think I left the bedroom for three months. Alex used to have to bring me food. And I mean, it was sad and it sounds hilarious, but it really wasn't. It was really sad and awful and sad and horrible time in life and I leave the house now by myself and that is a big deal for us the other day I walked to meet Alex once he finished work and it was dark I can't remember the last time I left my house by myself at night in darkness and I did it I was high-fiving myself as I was walking so you're just clapping to yourself yeah yeah, so I look like a weirdo (laughs) but honestly like I just want to keep being keep making my daily life as fun and creative and fulfilling as possible and yeah maybe if I can get a haircut and um I would really love to stay healthy and there's some yeah just 
healthy, happy, and hopefully make the people in my life happy and healthy too. And just be an awesome person. Fingers crossed. And I would love another cat. I'd love to make that happen. But Alex is like, no, we can't have more cats than humans. I don't want to be outnumbered. <laughs> I'd love a dog, which of you are on my e- Oh, where to follow me online? Weekly letters. I send them to some email people every single week. Get on them if you'd like to hear my rambles in written form. Um, blog post every week, every two weeks. Depends what I'm kind of feeling. The podcast, probably going to, it's going to be the last interview for the season. We'll be back next year. Um, yeah, I'm at the moment, I'm using Instagram stories, but anyone who knows me well enough knows that I don't get social media, so I may get wildly bored of it soon. Um, but yeah, come and say hi in my inbox. Love to chat to people. But yeah, weekly letters in the blog post is where I'm usually hanging out. Sounds good. Well, thank you for coming onto my podcast today. <laughs> and may- maybe I'll invite you back on next year for the next season. And there we have it, the last episode of season three. Head over to makeyourhappenpodcast.com for all episodes of the show and look out for a brand new season in early 2017. Until then, I hope you have a new incredible rest of the year ahead and thank you so much for listening along and I can't wait to connect with you again soon.